So uh, what's going on, everybody? My name's Ishmael Lopez. How are y'all today? Man, it's such an honor to be up here, you know, just spending time with you guys. Look at all your faces. Look at, look at your neighbor and smile at your neighbor. Just smile at them. Come on, keep smiling. I didn't say stop. Keep smiling. Keep smiling. Look at your other neighbor. Just give him a high five. Say, welcome to church. You are beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Hello, a holy kiss. You want to do that? You know, I was going to use that today, but uh, I stayed away from it because, you know, well, I got stories about that. We'll talk later. All right. So, uh, like I said, my name is Ishmael Lopez. I'm an elder here at the church. And what that means for me is that I love you and that I'm here to serve you as best as I can. And that uh, when things arise in the church and they need uh, some, you know, I don't know, thoughts, you know, then they come to me and we, we discuss things about the church and we move forward in Jesus Christ. Amen? So uh, if you aspire to be an elder, you, you, uh, you're inspiring to be a good thing, right? That's what, that's what 1 Timothy says. 3, right? Timothy 3 says you, that's a good thing that you want to do that and a deacon as well. So I hope that you guys are on that track with discipleship and, uh, and the mentorship program that we have here. I believe in it. I've been a part of this church for 12 years now. Whoa. Anybody beat me? Wow, wow, I'm the best. <laughs> Ricky and I came around the same time. Uh, man, it's a great church with the great people because you're here. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So uh, I'm married. So, yes, I'm married. In case you were wondering, in case you were wondering, I'm married to my beautiful wife, Robin, redhead, gorgeous thing. If you know her, say, yeah, she's gorgeous. Yeah. <laughs> I got four boys, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in reverse order. John's eight. Um, Luke is six. Mark is four. And uh, Matthew is two. And he is a terror. He is a terror. Be, watch out for him because he's right at that height, you know. You know what I'm saying? He's right at that height. Yeah, he'll get you. He'll get you. He's gotten me very many times. What I do for, <laughs> what I do for a living. All right. So I am, I work in construction. Uh, does anybody wake up at about 4.30 in the morning like me? Early in the morning, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock? All right. That's what I do. I wake up at about 4.30, a shower up, hit the road, and drive for about an hour downtown. And my company builds high-rises. Right? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, right now I'm on a 30-story high-rise. Okay? And uh, my job is to inspire everyone. Did you, that's my job, my, to inspire everyone to work safe. And if I catch you not working safe, then I'm going to write you up and send you home. That's my job. That's what I do. It's funny, you know. You, okay, so let me, uh, let me ask you guys a question. Ever, like, feel the presence of God, right? You're in the presence of God, and you're like, well, you know, you start checking st stuff about yourself. You're like, oh, man, I'm in God's presence, you know. You know, you just check. There's a hard check, right? Well, imagine that on the job site with the safety guy. So guys are doing something like, hey, I'll get there, get away with something. And then I walk in, they're like, oh, I got to tie off, you know. <laughs> got to put my hard head on. There's a safety guy. So yeah, presence, safety, that's what I do. Amen? And uh, the reason why I share that with you is because I know that uh, I want to relate to some of y'all. That's what we do, right? We get up, we work, we provide for our families. Amen? Today's topic, though, what I want to talk about is relationship. Everybody say relationship. Relationship is a beautiful thing. 
if I ask you what is the most important thing in your life, you're probably going to say, you know, somebody that you're in relationship with. Right? Think about it. If I say, what's the most important thing? You say, oh, my family, you know, or, or Jesus. Even if you say, if you go hyper-spiritual, you know, oh, Jesus, you know. And uh, what, what do you have with Jesus? Relationship, right? Or you say, my buddies, you know, we go out, we hang out or whatever. Or my cousin, you know, he's crazy. <laughs> we hang out. So relationship is probably the most important thing that we care about that we focus on, that we center. So are you guys ready for the message? You guys ready? Amen. I want you guys to close your eyes a little bit. Brother, can you help me out? Can you bring one chair out here? I want you to think about a moment where there was no planet, no earth, so that means no people, no animals, right? No creation on this earth, no stars, no sun, no moon, no universe, right? Think about that. Now go further back, and I want you to imagine no angels, no devils, nothing but God, all right? This is before creation. You guys there in your minds? Yeah? All right, open your eyes. Here we have God, right? His throne, or the throne of God. What's missing here? Or who's missing here? <laughs> How many chairs should there be? Someone say creation, right? But that's not where I'm going. How many chairs should there be? Three. Can I get a couple more chairs here, please? Thank you, bro. I give it up for Christian. He's the, he's the bomb. So if we collect an offering, half of it's going to him. All right. All right. Can, let's face them at each other here. Let's see. Kind of like a little triangle maybe, yeah? So this, this one, hold on. This one chair right here, is he capable of loving? Really? If he was by himself, would he be capable of loving? No. Why? Because there's what? No one to love. There's only one. Is this person capable of relationship? No. Is one throne capable of relationship? No. We know God as what? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Father, Son, Holy Spirit is called the what? The Trinity. I love awkward silences, by the way. The Trinity. One, two, three. How many gods? Bingo. One God. How many persons? Three persons. Hallelujah. <laughs> the Father loves the Son. The Son loves the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit binds all this love together, right? The Bible calls the Spirit... Uh, we'll go there. It's in 2 Corinthians. The Holy Spirit, the spirit of fellowship, all right? Binds the whole thing together. Hallelujah. Father loving Son, Son loving Father, Holy Spirit binding it all together. The Trinity, Triunity, one God, three persons. Can this, can this person love that person? Can that person love this person? Can that person love this person? 
Hallelujah. There is love. There it is. God is what? Love. Again, can God be loved by himself? Can a singular God be love? If you were to ask a Muslim, that's not one of the attributes of God. You know, it's not love. God, no, God's one. You know, there's no attribute there of love for the Muslim because he believes in one God, one singular being. But we understand God is Trinity. Amen? This is the source of relationship. The Trinity. Everybody say the Trinity is the source of relationship. You can say it. <laughs> Hallelujah. In this Trinity exists eternal love. In this Trinity exists eternal relationship. Was there ever a moment where the Father was alone? No, that's called heresy. All right? <laughs> that's called Arianism. All right? You know, there's back in the 4th century, Christianity, for 400 years, they debated the nature of God. All right? They couldn't get this down pat because they were accusing us Christians for, for being polyistic. What does that mean? We believe many gods. Well, you believe in three gods. You're polyistic. But we would say, no, we only believe in one God. Well, you say that Jesus is God. Well, yeah. Well, you say the Father is God. Well, yeah. And you say the Holy Spirit is God. Therefore, you believe in three. No, we believe in one. How do we explain that? You know, thank God for the awesome church father named Athanasius, all right, who came up with, well, he didn't come up, inspired by the Holy Spirit, came up, uh, tried to teach us the Athanasian Creed, right, which says that in this one being of God, there are three persons. The Father is Lord, the Son is Lord, the Holy Spirit is Lord, but there are not three lords. There are one Lord. Amen. The Father is God, the Son is God, the Holy Spirit is God, but there are not three gods. It is one God. Let that blow your mind a little bit. Amen. Let that sink in. Because everything we do as believers, foundationally, is here. In this relationship. In this beautiful thing. <laughs> this gorgeous thing called the Trinity. We have to embrace it. We have to understand it. Otherwise, well, maybe we don't understand it fully with our melon-sized brain. We probably don't get it, right, fully, but we can apprehend it, right? We can apprehend it, even though it blows our mind and, it, you know, it fries your noodle, but you can apprehend it. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So, I just love Jesus little side note here. I want to impart something to you really quick, you know, because I'm noticing something right now. But I want to impart to you something really quick. I'm usually the guy that's shouting down the preacher when the preacher's up here, you know, Pastor Joe. I'm usually the guy go, whoa, <laughs> or yeah, yeah. So I just set you free right now. If you hear something that you like, you can amen, you can shout, you can dance, you can run around, all right? All right. That just encourages the preacher, all right? It just really does. It really does. Thank you. All right, so in this relationship here, the Father is self-giving, write this down, this is good stuff right here, self-giving and other-focused. The Son is self-giving 
and other-focused. The Holy Spirit is what? <laughs> yes. Self-giving and other-focused. <laughs> the Father says, this is my Son, and Him I'm well-pleased. The Father, the Son says, look at Abba, look at the goodness of my Father. The Holy Spirit says, look at Father, look at Son. I, I, you know, the Holy Spirit in olden days was called the modesty of God. The modesty of God. You know, when someone is modest, they're really pointing to something else or someone else, right? The Holy Spirit, the spirit of fellowship, the modesty of God. Hallelujah. That's good stuff. He's pointing to Jesus. He's pointing to the Father. Jesus is pointing to the Father, to the Holy Spirit. I send you him. The Father says, I'm sending you your son. I'm pleased in him. Here's the Holy Spirit to live inside of you. They're so focused on the other. Hallelujah. And in this time, that moment, go back to that moment where it was just the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You know what they said? Let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Why? Why? Why would the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit decide that? Father, Son, Holy Spirit, there's love here, right? We've established that. Father, uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, there's relationship here, right? We've established that. Why would they say, let us make man in our image? Good question, right? Pretty good question. Let me give you some, maybe some insight here. <laughs> Hallelujah. I love my wife. She's a beautiful person. So about, what, uh, we've been married 11 years. 11 years ago, we got married. We moved into our condo, and we had a little cat named Seven. All right? Does anybody know Seven? Everybody remember Seven? A couple of people remember Seven. Well, Seven was awesome. In his heaviest, he weighed like 22 pounds. He's a big cat. And he'd be like a dog. You'd call him over. He'd run to you, you know. Well, anyway, what do dogs have to do? I mean, what do cats have to do in the house? Yeah, they chill a lot. And they pee and poo, right, in the cat litter. And who's got to clean that? I do, but Robin did most of it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Robin and I can sometimes be a little messy, you know, and uh, who's going to throw out the trash? Well, we'd have to decide that, you know. Well, it's your turn. All right, it's my job, honey. I did it already. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, we have to wash dishes, right? Who loves washing dishes? Oh, you do? Good. Good. Hey, men, look around. If you're single, if they're single, you know, you might want to marry that one. She likes to wash dishes. <laughs> That's not chauvinistic at all. <laughs> You know, but Robin and I didn't say, hey, you know, babe, we've got a kitty litter full of poo, and, and we got a uh, garbage can that needs to get thrown out and emptied out, and dishes, we need to sweep and mop, and all this stuff. You know, why don't we just have kids? <laughs> why don't we just make babies so they can do all this stuff for us? Is that how really it works? I mean, 
But somehow we think that that is why we were created. When God said, let us make man in our image, we think, maybe we've been bamboozled to think, that we were created to be dominated by God. Right? This is God's foot (laughs) on your neck. All right? But what did we establish existed here? Love, relationship, right? Just like my wife and I loved each other, have relationship with each other, when we had children, we decided to have children, what did we decide to bring them into? That love relationship, right? That unity that we had, that love and amorous kindness that we shared, right? That's what we wanted to bring family into. Hey, let's bring them into this because this is good. This is, lo- this is lovely. This is holy. This is beautiful. Let us make man in our image because this is good. I want to welcome all of humanity into this because this is lovely. This is beautiful. That's why you were created. You were created for relationship with God. That is the beauty of it. That is the beauty, brother. That's the beauty of relationship. Here it is. It's sitting right there before you. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit saying, come. Be a part of this. Be a part of what we've always had throughout eternity past. Be a part of it now. But what tainted it? See, we were made in the image of God. Right? We were made in the image. Let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Let's just go to the Bible. I'm getting excited. Amen. <laughs> Let's go to the Bible. All right. Uh, where did I go, Lord? All right. Let's go to Mark. Mark 2, 12. Sorry, Mark chapter 12. See, they were trying to bamboozle Jesus. They're like, hey, Jesus, you know, uh, and he'll put it up there in a second. You know, you're a good man, Jesus. Because you don't speak of yourself, you know, you don't care what other people think. Here we go. That's not it. Mark 12, 14 through 17. All right. Anyway, so I'll tell you the story. They're like, hey, the, the teachers of the, the Pharisees and all those people were like, uh, you don't. Never mind, forget the scriptures. <laughs> I'm getting my ADDs kicking in. By the way, if you have ADD, thank you. Thank you. Oh, there it is. 14. They came to him and said, Teacher, we know that you're a man of integrity. You aren't swayed by others. All right? They're kissing Jesus' behind right now. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are, but you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Next verse. Is it right? To pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? Should we pay or shouldn't we? But Jesus knew their what? Hypocrisy. Why are you trying to trap me here? (laughs) I see you. (laughs) That's Jesus, right? I see you. Why are you trying to trap me? Bring me a coin, a denarius. Let me look at it. They brought the coin, and he asked them, next verse, Whose image is this? Whose inscription is it? Caesar's, they replied. Then Jesus said to them, Give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, 
And to God, what is God? What is he talking about? What is he talking? Is he talking about your money? Is he talking about your time? Sort of. Because he's talking about your image. Whose image is that? Well, that's Caesar's image. Well, that belongs to him then, right? You give to God what is God's. What image were you created in? God's image. You give yourself to God. Son, daughter, there you go. You want, to, you want to know what I think? You give all of yourself to God because you're made in his image. Amen? Hallelujah. But what taints image? What destroyed the, the perfectness of Adam in the garden? What was it? Sin, disobedience, wickedness, rebellion. That's what destroyed the image of God. Right? God said, you know, this is your garden. You just tend to it, man. This is your job. Just love everything here. You know, name the animals. Eat whatever you want. But just don't, just don't touch that one. Don't touch it. You know. And, you know, I don't know how many years passed. It could have been millions of years where it was just, you know, Adam and Eve having babies. Who knows? You know, I don't know how, many, how much time passed. But there was a day where the snake came. And what did he say? Did the Lord really say, don't eat it? Did it really? Well, yeah. Eve, Eve was like, yeah. You know, he said not to touch him because it will die. No, you won't die. You won't die. Just eat it. You know what? God doesn't want you to eat it because he knows that if you do, if you do, you'll become like him. You'll become like God. And he doesn't want that. He doesn't want multi-gods. You know, he doesn't want you to know, know what he knows. He doesn't want that. Go ahead, eat it. It looks good. It looks good. Doesn't that sound like the devil? But you know what? What was Adam and Eve already like? They're already like God. The devil's a liar, and he's lying to us because he wants to destroy us because he hates what? Our image because we remind him of who? Whoa. We remind him of God. So he hates you. He hates your image and your likeness, and he wants to destroy you. And sin, when you give into it, that's all it does is destroys it's all it does. Destroys. Right? I'm trying. Thank you. <laughs> all right. The image of God is tarnished by sin. But you know what? God loves his image. God loves his image. Let me give you an example. If I took a picture of your mom and I started cussing at your mom's picture, and I started saying, you're fat and you're nasty. You know, and you're just all kinds of ugly. Cuss, 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 cuss. How would that make you feel? Salty? <laughs> so what's that salty? salty? That'd be insulted. Oh, I misheard you. Upset. You'd be angry, right? You'd be like, dude, what is your problem? Right? You'd get mad at me, right? I'm like, well, this is not your, this is not your mom. It's just a picture. You know, this ugly picture. It's not your mom. <laughs> and you would get saltier, right? And then what you what what do you what would you like to do to me after I did after I did that? Kick me out the house. That's a good one. 
What if I, what if I didn't want to go? You make me go, right? You kick me. Why? But this is just a picture. It's just an image. What's the big deal? What's the big deal? Bingo. It represents you. It represents your mother, right? We are the image of God, and, God, and the devil hates this image. So he wants to tarnish us. He wants to talk us down. He wants to, he wants to put us down and insult us before God. But guess what? God's not going to have it. Amen? For God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. He came to redeem us into this relationship. We were created for that and he redeemed us for it. Hallelujah. Even though sin tarnished, he sent, him, he sent his son to give his life for us in the image of man. He became one of us to save all of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isn't that good? That's great news for me. <laughs> That's great news. You know what? And it sounds so simple, guys. But if we don't embrace, everyone say embrace. If we don't embrace the Trinity as it is, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was? In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with. That word with is pros. Pros in the Greek means to be face to face with, to be eye to eye, to be faced, to be faced with, face to, yeah, you understand what I'm saying, right? To be face to face with God, right? That's what Jesus was in the beginning and, and has always been, eye to eye with the Father. There it is. Boom. Boom. <laughs> there it is. Come on. You guys, I, I see your brains going like, where's he going with this? That's all I got to say. He was face to face with the Father in the beginning. Amen. <laughs> Where's he going? There it is. And this is what Jesus invites you to to relationship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's go to Galatians 5 19. I want you to think about your relationships, your broken ones. All right, whether it's your family, some ex-friend, ex, you know, whatever, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, Galatians 5.19, brother, there you got it. I want you to imagine broken relationships right now, all right? Here we go. The acts of the flesh are what? Obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions and envy, drunkenness, orgies and the like. I warn you as I did before that those who live in this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Simple, right? But I can guarantee all of your broken relationships were because of one of these things. Your greed your pride, your selfishness, your drunkenness, your inability to control yourself, your envy, your factions, your divisions, that's what that means, dissensions, your selfishness, I don't know if I said that yet, your anger, all right, your, your fits of rage, they have broken relationships. Sin is what breaks relationships, ladies and gentlemen. Plain and simple, all right? Hallelujah. How do we mend that? 
how do we mend what is broken? Not only does it break relationships with the people you have, but it breaks relationship with the Father. It does. The Father's chasing after you. The Father loves you. The Father's crazy about you. The Father wants you to have this, okay? The Father is relentless in his pursuit after you. But our sin, our sin keeps us running the other way. We're enemies of God in our minds, in our thinking, all right? And that separates us here from God. He's still pursuing us. He's still chasing after us. But our selfishness, our sin, keeps us away from him in here, in our being, all right? Has the Father left you? No. Is he not there for you? Yes, he's there for you. You can turn to him, right? All right? You can turn to him. But it's you that has to do the turning. If you went back in every broken relationship that you had, let's say before, you know, it was completely done, and you humbled yourself and turned back, and you were, and you were desiring to fix it, you may have. Because you're, you may have. What I say by may have is you're dealing with another fallen individual, right, who probably didn't want to. But with Jesus, he's not fallen. Amen. If you want to come to Jesus and you haven't done that yet, today is your day to come to Jesus, to turn from your wickedness, to turn from what breaks relationship and say, Lord, I surrender myself to you. I don't understand it all, but I know that you're God, that you're triune, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I want a part of that. I want a part of unity in the Trinity. Amen. Woo! Hallelujah. And that is what he offers. What should you do? Number one, you should repent. Say repent. Repent is the sweetest word you can ever think of. The most beautiful word. I don't know why some of us hate that word. Repent. I'll say it again. Repent. Yes, come on. Repent. Repeat it after me. Repent. Woo! Doesn't that sound beautiful? You know why it sounds so beautiful? Because the result of repentance is fruitfulness. The result of repentance is a life budding in relationship. A life surrendered to God. What does it mean to repent? The word metanoia. Ever heard of the word paranoia? I've said this before. The word paranoia. What, is it, what does that mean? To be paranoid. <laughs> to be in your thoughts all the time. And to be worried about what they say, what they think. You're worried. Every, and every, you know, there's a demon behind every bush. You know, there's a, there's a, someone's out to get you. You know, you're paranoid. Metanoia. Metanoia. From metanoid means to be outside of your mind, all right? To have a new mind, a new way of thinking. Whose mind should we have? The mind of who? The mind of Christ. That's what you're given when you repent. You're giving a new mind. You're taken out of that paranoid, dark, twisted mind that you had. And God gives you, deposits you a new mind. And he makes you a new creation. And behold, everything is lovely. Behold, everything is new. Behold, everything is righteous. Behold, everything is forgiven. Behold, everything is holy. Hallelujah. Come on. I'm preaching better than you're shouting. Come on, hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! God is so good. God is good. I'm sorry, I could sassy too. Ah, oh, man. 
So what do we do? What do we do? How do we reconcile this? We were created for this. How do we reconcile it? Number one, so you repent, you turn to Jesus, and you surrender your life to God. The Trinity is waiting for you with open arms. There is no stopping you. The only thing stopping you is your own will if you so choose to go that way. But this door is open. Amen? The Trinity is open for you. You can be seated there. You can be seated there. You can be a part of what the Father and the Son have. You can be a part of what the Holy Spirit is unifying and the fellowship that's going on there. You can be a part of this. You can be a part of this in everything, not just on Sunday, you know, for a couple hours. You can be a part of this in everything that you do, in your work life, in your family life, how you make money, all right? You can be a part of this in everything. Hallelujah. God is including all of you into all of him. God is so good. But we think we got to work our way into that. You know, our religious default goes there. What did Adam do after they sinned? He what? He hid. And they've discovered that they were what? Naked. And what they try to do? Cover up with fig leaves. <laughs> Never mind that. <laughs> oh, there's children here. Praise the Lord. <laughs> All right. So they covered up with fig trees. Sin tarnished their image so much the father's like, Adam, where are you? You couldn't even see him. Where are you? Here I am, Lord. What, what have you done? What have you done? You know, I just realized that I was naked, so I covered myself. How did you figure that out? Well, we ate of the fruit. Our religious default is to cover up our sin. Let's cover it up. You know, maybe we'll, we'll hide. You know, no one will know. We won't tell anybody. We'll put some fig leaves on it. But what did the father do? Wow. What did the father do? He, he sacrificed a bull, right? And he clothed them with their skin, with the skin of a heifer, right? He did the work of covering. But they still had to suffer that consequence of sin, right? That's what they did, right? Our religious default wants to cover things, but God is saying, come here, I'll cover you. Come here. Come here, son. Your fig leaves, they're not cutting it. Your little fig leaves are not cutting it. Come here. Let me cover you with the blood of the lamb. Let me cover you with the forgiveness that comes from Jesus alone. Let me cover you with myself because only myself and my holiness is going to make you right. Only myself and my holiness will bring you into relationship. Do you see why relationship is so important? Do you see why you value it? Because you were created in the image of God. Amen? Hallelujah. I hope I don't sound like I'm angry because I'm excited. <laughs> I'm really happy right now, by the way. All right. So come to Jesus, repent. 
If you have broken relationships with your family, fix them. Repent. Amen. As best as you can. Like I said before, you're dealing with a fallen world, the fallen humanity that might not want it. But you can. You can settle it in your heart. Amen. With each other. Repent. Right? If there's offense, if there's division, if there's something that has caused, you know, a divide. That's the only word I can think of right now. Repent. Forgive. Mend. This body, this unity should be one. Let's go to... uh, to John 17, really quick. Jesus' desire for us was to be one. That all of them may be what? 21. That all of them may be what? One. Say that again. That all of them may be? Father, just as you and I, sorry, just, uh, just as you are in me and I am in you. What does Jesus want for us? To be one. One in what? In that relationship that father and son share. Right? Amen. That's how we should see each other. If we're created in the image of God, right? Why do we cuss each other out? James 3, let's go to James. I don't think you have that ready, but James 3, 9. It says something like this. It says, the tongue is, you know, the tongue is crazy to tame. You guys can't even do it. All right, here we go. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father on Sundays. Yeah. I love you, Jesus. You're so awesome. And with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's what? Who are you cursing at? Can we be guilty of blasphemy when we curse each other? We probably could. I would say, yeah. All right. Jesus said, if you hate your brother and call him Raka, idiot, fool, you are guilty of homicide. You are killing the image of God. I don't know why I'm stuck on this point right now. I really don't. I feel we need to hear it. Amen. We need to see each other differently. Paul said, from now on, I consider no man, no man unto the flesh. That's what Paul says. I consider no one fleshly. (laughs) I see divinity in all of them. Why? Because they're made in God's image and in God's likeness. How do we see each other? Do we separate? Do we see races? Do we see classes? Do we see money here and poverty there? Do we see color? Do we see whatever? Things that divide us? We should repent from division. Amen? Repent from that kind of division. That is not the image of God. There is no division here. Pros, eye to eye, face to face. Amen? 2 Corinthians, I'm sorry, go to Philippians, please. 2, verse 6. If we can have the band up here, that'd be great. Actually, can you go to verse 5? Thank you. In your what? In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as who? Christ Jesus. Next verse. Who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to 
be used to his advantage. Rather, say rather, he made himself nothing. Taking the very nature of a servant. Next verse. Being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on the cross. Jesus, being in his very nature Theos, God, did not consider this equality something to be grasped. He was giving of himself and he was focused on others. Wasn't he? Giving of himself, focusing on others, and he said, I will become like them. I will become like them, and I will humble myself to them. You've heard the sermon, uh, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, right? You've heard that sermon that was mentioned? I propose something to you. God was in the hands of angry sinners. He gave himself to angry sinners to mutilate him, to destroy him, to beat him down, to crucify him. Why did he do that? Because of this. He wanted relationship with, with humanity again. And he was willing to die, give his life, live a life that we were not able to live. A life of holiness. A life of forgiveness. Right? He lived a life that obeying every command. He hung on the cross and he said, it is finished. What was finished? The law, he completed it. He finished it. Every command he finished, hallelujah. You should be praising God for that because you couldn't do it. You couldn't, you couldn't even, we can't even keep our own diets. How are we going to keep the law of God? He completed it. It is finished, Father. Unto your hands I commend my spirit. <laughs> hallelujah. Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great a cloud of witnesses, let us, set aside, let us set aside every weight and the sin which easily besets us. And let us run with patience the race, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. What was that joy? That joy was found in relationship. That was the joy he was looking at. That was the joy he was running for. For the joy set before him, he endured. Someone say endured. He endured the cross, despised the shame, and now sits at the right hand of God the Father. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet and give God praise. Come on, stand to your feet and give God praise. He is good. He is good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. So what do we do? How do we respond? To the beauty of relationship. Number one, if you have not surrendered your heart to Jesus, today is your day. Sin is not worth it, my friend. Sin has tarnished your image. It has tarnished your being. It's destroying you. The devil is enjoying your destruction. All right? That's what he's doing. And you may be aiding and abetting, but today is time for you to repent. <laughs> it's time for you to receive the Trinity into your heart. 
the relationship found in the Trinity. Amen. Hallelujah. Maybe some of y'all, most of y'all say, well, I'm saved. Yes, you're good. I'm good, man. We're cool. All right. Hold steadfast to the faith and always test yourself if you're in the faith. Paul said, test yourself if you're in the faith. Amen. There's some of you that have broken relationships, broken friendships that you wish you could mend, broken family relationships that you wish you could mend. Every altar worker, can you come up here, please? I'm telling you today that by the power of the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you can mend relationships. They may not be like they once were, but they could be mended. They could be forgiven. Amen. You may not talk to them like you once did, but all can be set free. All can be set, you know, forgiven. All can be set right. So today, with eyes closed, are you going to have the attitude of Jesus? Being in his very nature, God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he humbled himself, took the image of a servant. Hallelujah. Are you willing to humble yourself just like Jesus did? Father, your word has been preached. I have done my best. Now, Holy Spirit, do what you can do. Holy Spirit, work in the hearts of everyone in here. Holy Spirit, you're awesome in this place. Holy Spirit, every person in here, Lord God, you have an eye for them. Your eye is on them, Holy Ghost. Hound of heaven, hound every heart right now. Every heart that needs to get right with you, hound them right now, Holy Ghost. Hound them, chase after them, Holy Spirit. Chase after them, Holy Ghost. Father God, I pray that they would humble themselves before you. In Jesus' name, and I pray also, God, for every broken relationships, even those that are in this room, God, that we know we could be better at. We could be better in our friendships. We could be better in our relationships, in our discipleship. We could be better in all the relationships that we set up, Father God. I pray that everyone in here, God, would desire to know, to know how, how we've always been known. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, seated in the Trinity, building relationships, loving and responding, giving of self, focusing on others, God. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. The altars are open. I invite you to come as we sing this song.